0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Thursday and happy Maybe game day you're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Sarah Avampato, as always, host of this show, and I'm glad to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups where winner takes all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. We'll talk a little bit more about Stat Hero later in the show, but right now let's talk about today because at the moment that I'm recording this Thursday morning, the Kings have a game today. 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, Kings are taking on the Florida Panthers, and on today's show uh, we're talking with Armando Velez, host of Locked on Panthers, all about the matchup, what to expect, all that great stuff. But... Is the game in jeopardy? Uh, yesterday, the Panthers announced a whole bunch of people uh, on the COVID-19 protocol list who would be unavailable to play. Sam Bennett, Radko Gudis, Ryan Lomberg, Brandon Montour, Carter Verhaeghe, and one member of the team's travel party, so a staffer or someone will be are already determined to be unavailable for the game against the Kings. Just a little bit ago this morning, George Richards, who reports on the Panthers uh, for Florida Hockey Now, reported that morning skate they had 13 skaters out on the ice including one player who already wasn't expected to play Mason Marchmont they had two goalies out there so that's good Gustav Forling on the light on the ice and left quickly team canceled in-person media so is something coming down the road for tonight's game Aaron Ekblad, Frank Vitrano also missing from Florida Panthers morning skate. George Richards uh, reported that those guys never miss practice. They never take the option to not skate on uh, optional skate days. So who knows what's going to happen? All of today's show may be moot. We have may have to come back and talk to Armando later in the season to, uh, to learn what's going on. Uh, but we're going to proceed right now like uh, the game's going to happen. So uh, let's cross our fingers. Hope there's hockey. Uh, We also have updates on the Hurricanes. Uh, That game on Saturday seems sort of in jeopardy, but uh, the NHL is letting them recall a couple of guys on emergency loans. Uh, The Panthers are, the Hurricanes are still having to play short a man in their game tonight, Uh, but it seems like right now Saturday is going to happen, but everything seems so up in the air right now with NHL that like we're just going to take things as they go, but we're going to pretend for the moment for the next, you know, 25, 30 minutes that tonight's game is going to happen. And maybe by the time I'm done editing this, we'll have news and I'll update it at the end of the show. I don't know. Uh, but let's head over right now to my conversation with Armando Velez of Locked on Florida Panthers all about what to expect in the game tonight if the game happens.
1: All right. Welcome to this special Crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers and the Locked On Los Angeles Kings podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On LA Kings podcast your first listen of the day. For everybody on the Los Angeles Kings feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F-L-A Panthers. And with me is not only the host of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, she is also the Wednesday host of the Locked On NHL National Show.
0: It is Sarah Avampato. Sarah, how are you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm ready to see uh, how this game unfolds because <laughs> I Definitely. think you got some news for me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: For sure, and it's funny because uh, y- before we get to the the news, something for the li- uh, like kind of for, to get the listeners in on on you you and I. Uh, it's funny because outside of these podcasts, we don't you and I talk more about cats more than we do uh, hockey. Yeah. So because yeah. you and I are cat people for, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's some news with the Florida Panthers. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, after Ryan Lomberg was put on the COVID list uh, on Tuesday, he missed the game against the Ottawa Senators, which was a game where the cats got just manhandled eight to two of a final score mm-hmm. Uh, they added four more players and a member of their traveling party to the COVID list. Those players are Sam Bennett, Carter Verhage, Radko Gudis, and Brandon Montour. So, and this isn't the only team that has had added a lot of players to the COVID mm-hmm. list. This has been a league-wide, not only league-wide, but multiple sports leagues that have been having issues lately. Uh, with COVID-19 and it's really starting to become a little bit of a concern for me, Sarah, not going to lie.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's, I feel like everyone's kind of like, when are the, when's this going to hit the Kings? Because we've had like every so often there'll be one guy who goes off on the list for a little while, but we haven't had this like widespread impact that all these other teams are having. And, you know, we talked about it on the, on Wednesday for the national show of you know, started in Calgary, kind of, you know, just the host of Calgary Flames, like, she's like, yeah, kind of might've been my team. We might've been the like super spreader, but it's kind of going across. Like I know Ottawa had huge problems. Uh, the, the Kings right now are supposed to play the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday. And it looks like that game's going to go forward. Uh, the, but should it? I, I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's, it's looking dire. I don't like it. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. And you have travel plans uh, to go over mm-hmm. to uh, Raleigh yeah. uh, for that game. So that must create a little bit of uh, anxiety uh, for, for you as somebody's like, am I going to be going for a game or am I just mm-hmm. going to go and uh, hang out? Uh,
0: yeah. And like, fortunately, like I have, I have friends who live out there and I like already have plans to go, you know, see a friend and go see a concert. So like there's other stuff going on, but still, you know, going to the game and you know uh, gonna meet up with locked on hurricanes host jared ellis we're gonna go hang out go see the hockey game uh and now it's like it's gonna happen,
1: it's Is, gonna it? happen. Is it gonna
0: happen i don't know am i just gonna sit around and watch a movie instead i don't know we'll find out
1: mm-hmm. another another team that was also it's funny because just a few weeks ago we were just focused well last week excuse me we were just focus on three teams who have major outbreaks of mm-hmm. the Islanders, Senators, mm-hmm. and Flames. But now it's all at one time yeah. with multiple teams. The yeah. I believe the Predators as well mm-hmm. have added like seven players on, on the yeah. list. Caroline has added two. Uh, mm-hmm. But they didn't, thankfully for the Hurricanes, they didn't have any additional ones today. So yeah. as of right yeah. now. So that is that is one good thing about carolina's part Mm -hmm. of it i'm not sure what other team it's been it's been a lot lately. yeah i mean
0: every i feel like every as soon as you read anything about it it's already out of date because some other team has just announced you know this guy and that guy i think i saw something that has like calgary has like 17 people i'm like that's basically a hockey team like i they can't play like they just can't like who who's gonna do it
1: Mm -hmm. and as of now, we, we we're here to talk Florida Panthers and Los Angeles Kings. Right now, for the Florida Panthers side of things, they're scheduled to have a 10 a.m. morning skate at FLA Live Arena. The Los, An- the Los Angeles Kings will be coming to town. They're already—I mean, they're already in town. Where uh, they'll be—the puck drop will be at 7 p.m. Um, local time for. For these two teams, they're they're in the middle of their East Coast Florida swing, along with the Ottawa Senators. So, let's transition over to the next segment where we'll be asking each other questions about each other's teams heading into this matchup. So, keep it right here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Los Angeles Kings.
0: We've got more with Armando right after this, but before we do that, let's talk about Stat Hero. Stat Hero is basically the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchup where the winner takes all. The crazy part is that Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you get to handpick the team that you want to face one on one. This never before seen innovation of a, of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of other experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. So, taking a look at Stat Hero this week, the lineup is rookies versus veterans on the rookie side. They've got Alex Newhook, Kirill Kaprizov, Tage Thompson, and Nick Haig lining up against the veterans. Nick Benino, Mark Stone, Cal Parmary, and Jeff Petrie. Those are some interesting choices. Some of those, Mark Stone, Kirill Kaprizov, total winners. If you asked me, though, I'm looking at tonight's lineup and seeing teams like the Detroit Red Wings, and I'm thinking, where's Moritz Sider, and where is... Uh, Lucas Raymond. We've got the Hurricanes with uh, Seth Jarvis, although he has COVID, so maybe he won't be in the lineup tonight. But if you're talking about veterans on the Hurricanes, what about uh, Andrei Sveshnikov, uh, Sebastian Aho, Table Taravainen? On the Panthers, we've got uh, Sasha Barkov and Jonathan Huberto. Like those are guys I'd be looking at to pick in my lineup if I was going up against Stat Hero. Tonight, let alone the fact that you know the Kings are on the board. What if you picked Andre Kopitar? What if you picked Adrian Kempe, leading goal scorer for the Kings? So you've got some options if you're going up against Stat Hero tonight. You're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. You can sign up for free right now at StatHero.com/hockey. And use the promo code Hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use the promo code Hockey for a 100% match. stathero.com slash hockey. Promo code Hockey. Terms and conditions apply. And while you're sitting around picking out uh, what you want to do for your Stat Hero matchup, well, you should probably be very comfy. I've been hearing a lot about Stance Apparel lately uh, because... They are super comfy, Comfy. their socks are nice and cozy. All of their clothes is just exactly what you want to be sitting around in uh, when you're enjoying your day off or running errands, or even if you're like actually being active, because they have a new line of active apparel just for situations like that. Everything is super comfortable, it's very well made, and also has lots of great patterns and color choices, and you can even get stuff that's like Disney, Batman, Star Wars, Baseball, basketball, Pixar like, there's a ton of great collaborations that you can find to represent your personality and your love of fun also on your comfy clothing. Stance has been founded in 2009 and Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborations for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com. Get 15% off your first purchase Use the promo code Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Now let's throw it back to Armando Velez and me talking about tonight's maybe Kings-Panthers game.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers and the Locked On Los Angeles Kings podcast. I am Armando Velez. I have Sarah Avampato of Locked On Los Angeles Kings with me, and I have a very... Very, very strange observation right now, Sarah. Yes. The Los Angeles Kings, like I mentioned in the first segment, are in the middle of their Florida swing, Mm -hmm. where they faced Tampa Bay on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. Florida on Thursday. And it just so happens that the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday are on play Florida on Tuesday and Tampa on Thursday and it just so happens to be the two teams that had a little bit of a situation uh, Mm -hmm. just a few weeks ago out in LA where Brandon Lemieux bites Mm -hmm. Brady Kachuk. You have all these comments about Brandon Lemieux, even former NHL referee Tim Peel talks about it on Frank Zaravelli's show (laughs) daily face off about uh, going off on Brandon Lemieux. I want to talk about that suspension. Was it enough? What were your initial (laughs) thoughts when all of that happened?
0: I mean, my initial thoughts were like, I can't believe we have to tell grown men not to bite each other. Like, this is ridiculous. And and the the most frustrating thing about it, and you know, was the suspension enough? Yes and no. Like, yes, if you look at kind of the context of how player safety, like, you just throw a dart and that's their decision. So it, mm. it it's it's who knows? Like, because then you see some guy knee someone in the head and he only gets like two games or something. So is it enough? Is it too much? It depends on what day, like what side of the bed player safety guys got out of. Um, But the the frustrating thing about it, looking at it from a Kings perspective is that like, I wasn't a fan of that trade when they made it in the first place. I was like, I don't really know why we need this guy. Like what he contributes. Um, He does have that reputation. Uh, Obviously anyone from the Kings is going to deny that he's not well liked or anything. Like no one's going to smack talk their teammate, but he came with that reputation of his teammates don't like him. He's not a good guy in the room. So you know, I wasn't surprised to hear any of those comments from people. but he was actually like in that stretch of games right before that happened. He was playing really well. Like he was helping provide depth scoring. He was you know playing that kind of gritty game that is a pest but on the right side of the line. And I was like, okay, like, maybe I I need to reevaluate what I think about this guy. Like he, uh, maybe he's actually like gotten the message and is playing a better game. And then he bites someone. So I was like, okay, well, guess we didn't learn anything. Uh, But then the first game back for him against the Minnesota wild, he scored the game winning goal. So he, you know, he, he is not Brad Marchand. I'm not going to compare him in any way skill wise to Brad Marchand, but Marchand is a guy who, has made a career out of being annoying and a pest and like being kind of dirty, but has turned it around. And now people are like, Oh, you're actually good at hockey. And I'm like, can you do that instead? Can you like be good, but also annoying, but not get yourself suspended? Like let's try that. So it's, it's ridiculous. Now this is two generations of uh, Kachucks and Lemus who have beef with one another because their dads also got into it in in the nhl um and now the kings have beef with both kachuk brothers because drew dowdy and the other one that's in calgary have like a long-standing feud too so i'm like great is there another one <laughs> like are, are there any other kachuks that we need to like worry about is it just those two are we done
1: i think that could be a pretty decent uh storyline for the league uh, based on generations. Right? like yeah it, it's good for uh personal rivalries yeah uh, for sure um yeah. I, I want to talk about a little bit about kind of the resurgence of Jonathan Quick mm-hmm. um, and what a great season he's having 2.09 say um, yeah. goals against average 931 save percentage. And when next season comes around, the cap hit for goalies is going to be around the same dollar amount as mm-hmm. where the Florida Panthers are right now with Spencer yeah. Knight and Sergey Bobrovsky, except 10 million of it is towards one goalie. And <laughs> Less than a million is towards one, but it's going to be split equal next yeah. year. Um, what what are your opinions about the resurgence of Jonathan Quick and what does that mean for Cal Peterson or vice versa?
0: Yeah, I mean, I so this year, I feel like the expectation this year was really like 1A, 1B. They were going to kind of split time evenly. And then for whatever reason this year, A, Cal Peterson has struggled. And B, if you watch the team, how they play in front of Quick how versus how they play in front of Peterson, they don't play the same way, uh, you know, and, and part of that's just familiarity. Like they've been, especially the core guys have been playing with Jonathan quick for ages. So they know, okay, I can take a little bit more risks and he's going to be there to bail me out. Like they don't entirely have that comfort lo- level with Peterson yet, but you know, they just signed him to a big uh, extension for uh, kicks in next year. Like you said, we're going to start paying off big money. Uh, and we're all kind of like, all right, well, is this the fluke year where you don't look very good and then you turn it back around because that could be a problem. Uh, he's everyone, who's everyone has thought of as the goalie of the future. He's been great, but this year for whatever reason, just not looking so good. So it's been amazing to see Jonathan quick look like Jonathan quick of old. Uh, and I know he had like an off season surgery thing to clear up, I think something in his shoulder. Uh, so like he, he's looking so good and, it's it's kind of frustrating because every all of us have been like all right like we're looking towards the future we're looking towards transitioning away from Jonathan Quick and now we're like can we just re-sign him for one more year or something like just in case like is he gonna stick around do we need him are we ready to say goodbye and like right now the answer is no we're not
1: Mm -hmm. just that whole Los Angeles Kings uh core has kind of Mm -hmm. been on a roller coaster where you win two Stanley Cups and then you go through a rebuild you have one more. This is the last season under Dustin Brown's current mm-hmm. contract, and he's been there for ages. Yeah, along with Anze Anze Kopitar has two more years after this, but Anze Kopitar, as far as the heart and soul of the team, kind of really reminds me of Alexander Barkov for the Florida mm-hmm. Panthers, uh, as yeah. far as like what he means to the team. Multiple-time Selke, uh Trophy winner mm-hmm. and Barkov, who just won it last year, just. It's just it's just amazing about what a guy uh, means to a team for for so long, and I hope that when Barkov is age thirty seven, which is what mm-hmm. Kopitar is right now, that I'll see I'll be able to see Barkov as a Florida Panther.
0: Yeah, the thing I love about Kopitar is like you always hear about just A, he's a guy you've no, no one's ever said anything bad about him. Like you know, on the ice, off the ice, he's the guy that. You know, the rookies always live with him and, you know, always just really trying to make sure that, you know, everyone fits in on the team and that everyone's doing okay. And to be both like that good of a human and also like usually the best player on the ice for the Kings still at this age, this age, like he's ancient, uh, you know, but it's, he's, yeah, I don't know what this team would look like without him.
1: Mm. And I said, I said Kopitar was thirty-seven. I meant to say uh, thirty-four. Uh, by by the way, but and it's funny because um, you were talking about rookies living with uh, Kopitar. Um, Alexander Barkov is actually doing that. Last time I checked, he's doing that currently with Anton Lindell. Anton Aww. Lindell just recently signed his ELC, and he mm-hmm. they're living together just north of uh, Broward County in Boca Raton so Anton Lindell who's getting used to the the U.S. for the first time coming over from Finland a fellow countryman <laughs> who played in the world juniors with with Finland as well and averaged over a point per game almost wow. average almost a point per game in his final season in Liga and has really and that I could just imagine what conversations they probably have off the mm-hmm. ice about getting along and and how that could really get to the ice, especially since they're both, when healthy, they're together Mm -hmm. on the penalty kill. That's number one. Oh, nice, nice. What about one conversation that it hasn't been really talked about too much around the league? One thing that people talk about is cap hits for defensemen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, something that's brought up is two players. Number one is Eric Carlson of the San Jose Sharks. The other one is your boy Drew Drew What are you thinking about uh, cap hit when it comes to Drew Doughty versus production on the ice?
0: Um, it's a terrible contract. <laughs> mm. It is what it is. Uh, it's not only terrible, like in general. It's also so he wind back the clock to when he signed this contract. He actually did it on his own. He didn't use an agent for it. Um, And the contract is actually very terribly structured for him in the event of like a lockout or something. Like it's just, it's just a bad deal all around for everybody. Uh, And it goes forever, like just forever. Uh, And, you know, the past couple of seasons haven't been great for him. And so it's been really kind of a thing that, you know, Kings fans are frustrated about, like, and then we're we're frustrated about hearing it from other people of like, ha ha the Drew Doughty contract. Um, and he, he hasn't been performing up to it the past couple of years, but this season he, you know, came out at the gate and before he was injured and missed a couple, couple weeks or month or so, I think he was like leading defenseman in points. He was looking like the Drew Dowdy of old, uh, the one that like would have deserved that contract. And so he has looked pretty good as well since he came back from this injury. Is he going to be able to sustain that throughout his whole contract? No. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's a contract that pays for past performance, but we're going to be paying for past performance for like the next eight years or something. I mean, I think it's shorter than that, but it's, I don't like it, but the the, the deal is done and you just have to hope that by the time he really starts to go downhill that, uh, I don't know, they've introduced a couple more of those compliance buyouts or something that you can get it off the books but it's like it's one of those deals like you had to make it like you couldn't just let drew Doughty walk um mm-hmm. but yikes
1: yeah and i'm seeing how it ends in the 2026 offseason which i believe that's the same year that uh brobski's mm-hmm. uh contract and <laughs> it's it's widely talked about as far from a goalie perspective how that's one of the worst contracts mm-hmm. in the nhl as well but thankfully for the Florida Mm -hmm. Panthers side of things, he's definitely had a little bit of a resurgence himself. So both the Kings and the Panthers have had a little bit of a resurgence in goalie play. So that's um, a great thing.
0: Yeah. Can't complain too much. Mm -hmm.
1: One, a lot of, uh, also a lot of talk about how the LA Kings were one of the big winners this offseason of signing Philip Deneau away Mm -hmm. from the Montreal Canadians. What, how, what are your thoughts on his contribution so far?
0: Um, I, I loved the signing when they made it. Um, I, I think that, could it be an overpay a couple years down the line? Maybe, but uh, he, I, I, you know, so for uh, Panthers listeners who don't know my background, I originally started out in hockey covering the Chicago Blackhawks because that's where I live. That's the local team. Uh, and Phil Deneau used to be a Blackhawks prospect. They drafted him. And so, I, that was around the time when I started covering the team. So I've been following him essentially since he turned pro and was really bummed that the Blackhawks traded him to Montreal because I was like, why are you just getting rid of this guy for nothing? Like he's going to be so good for you. And then they made a really stupid trade. So it's great that he's come full circle and has like come back to me on the team I cover now. Um, I think he's been great. I think that he uh, you know, there's talk of like oh is he there to keep like take some of the pressure off of Kopitar and let Kopitar be more you know offensive minded like yes and no um the important thing about him is that you know he gives the kings another option down the middle in defensive situations he he gives them you know Kopitar doesn't have to take every single draw in the defensive zone and you know hope for the best uh Deneau has been really strong in that aspect and like, you know, people are like, you don't sign Phil Deneau for, for his goals because he doesn't score a ton of them. But he his line, if you look at like any of the fancy stats in terms of like expected goals and everything, the lines he is on is not only like the best on the Kings, but like among the top in the NHL. Uh, so he, despite not being thought of as an offensive player, like has been helping drive play. And uh, I, I'm just really pleased with the signing. And I think it's especially going to pay off once we have um, Quentin Byfield back in the lineup. And then we'll have, you know, even more depth down the middle with him there. But I, I, for one, am a big fan of the field and no signing. And I feel like it was Rob Blake's present to me specifically uh, for all the nonsense we've put up with.
1: Mm-hmm. And you talk about um, not uh, scoring um, the not known as a goal scorer. And you talk about the, the advanced stuff when it comes to defensively and LA in general, they're one of the best defensive teams in the NHL um, seventh in goals against uh, per game. And of course that comes also at the back end of Jonathan quick as well, along mm-hmm. with uh, the defensive forwards that they have a- as well. And you mentioned Quentin Byfield. He just recently uh, came back to, mm-hmm. to action uh, playing for the Ontario Reign. and um, Cat Friendly doesn't have him in the lineup, so unfortunately, I'm not going <laughs> to yep. see Clayton Byfield at NHL no, action on Thursday. Not yet. Damn it. So, uh, <laughs> when do you expect him to be back?
0: You know, I I would say, pro, like I would say, maybe January ish. Um, mm-hmm. You could tell like, he, he's only gotten one game in so far. I think with the rain, uh, because their schedule got a little messed up because of COVID uh, with other teams. So, you know, he, he only was recently cleared to play, but in that one game, you could see he's rusty. You could see that he hasn't played in several months, but he, when he was on the ice, he was creating chances. He, he, despite the injury and recovering from it was still one of the fastest guys out there and just making plays that other guys on that team aren't making. So, uh, you know, I feel like you give him a handful more games to kind of shake that rust off and get back into a rhythm and, you know, get the body and the hands all moving together again. And then you bring them back up and deal with whatever lineup problems it creates. Like, it's a good problem to have, to be like, Oh darn, we have to fit our number two draft pick in here somewhere. Like, uh, Mm. but yeah, I would say they're, I think that they will be, especially knowing that they're not in a playoff spot right now. Like I think they will be, they're not going to rush him. Hopefully. Um, They've been pretty cautious with him. So I, I think that he'll, He'll get some time to get the game together, and then there's no reason he shouldn't be on this team as soon as he's ready.
1: And for LA, just like how I, I said, the same thing with Ottawa. The they might not make the playoffs this year, but they're one step closer to definitely making it back next year mm-hmm. uh, for sure. As they take, as they're looking to like take an, really another step in rebuilding. I mean, LA has one of the best is talked mm-hmm. about as one of the best farm systems in all of uh, the NHL. So definitely uh, some something that's widely talked about and something that I'm anticipating. I mean, the Pacific is a little better than we anticipated. We mm-hmm. all talked about how Vegas is going to run away with mm-hmm. it, but look at how Calgary yeah. looked, Anaheim is yeah. a surprise and all. And the golden Knights just traded for Jack Eichel. So, so, I mean, not just, <laughs> it's but so it's so crazy
0: that like, I didn't forget about that, but just like it happened. And I was like, I'm never thinking about this again <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: for, for sure. And, and it, it it has become a way better division than we, yeah. than we definitely um, ante- anticipated this year, but we're, we're going to transition into the next segment where we're going to talk a little bit more about tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Kings.
0: We've got more looks at the Panthers and the Kings for tonight's maybe game coming up right after this. But first, let's talk beards, because if you have a beard, you need to get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs primal. Maybe you're a guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, making it nice and soft. Well, primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are all renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits that they've got make a great holiday gift, so if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did, and if you're shopping for someone else, they'll be glad that you did. As a person who doesn't own a beard myself, I can't particularly benefit from this, but I know a lot of guys with beards. I mean, person of a certain age in a kind of hipstery friend group, most of my friends have beards. And I feel like they're all guys who care about their appearance and they care about how that beard looks. It's not like lumberjack Brent Burns or something. Um, And this is something that I feel like they could use. Also, Brent Burns can use this. Brent Burns, Joe Thornton, where are you at? Go get on this Primal Origin Oils product. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in the beard to other products that you have used. We promise that you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Again, that's code LOCKEDON for checkout at 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Also, while we're here, Let's talk sports betting. BetOnline has you covered all season long for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the football season continues, it's March to the playoffs. BetOnline is your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. So it doesn't matter what sport it is you're into. Basketball, football, hockey, boxing, fighting, casino games, television. Like, I don't know, maybe there's something about, like, which plant is going to bloom. Who knows? Anything is on betonline.ag. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head over to the new updated website on your phone or on your computer to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked On to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so check it out, betonline.ag, where the game starts. Now let's Close things out with a little bit of talk about the Panthers and tonight's game with Armando Velez.
1: Welcome back to this final segment of the Locked On Florida Panthers and the Locked On Los Angeles Kings podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Sarah Evan Pato of Locked On Kings and the Wednesday host of Locked On NHL. So, Sarah, (laughs) with this game weirdly still being on for Thursday night, which these two teams will be facing one against one of them will be shorthanded in the Florida Panthers, but the Florida Panthers last week, they faced off against the St. Louis blues team on the road at the enterprise center who was shorthanded as well. They, they played only 10 forwards and found a way to lose in that one. So it was it was a no excuses type of game for St. Louis. They found a way to win. Mm-hmm. And for the Florida Panthers side of things, I don't know how the cap situation is going to work for them when it, when it comes to fitting in um, the amount of players who they're going to bring up from the AHL uh, or who, or even which is one thing that I've thought about. I thought about, are they going to rush Alexander Barkov off from IR because he's eligible mm-hmm. to come back on Thursday? Mm -hmm. so uh, that's a question I legitimately have is (laughs) is is he going to be even healthy enough to play right
0: yeah yeah and I feel like that's that's a big question that I had going into this one even like whenever you write off that list of names of guys who are out of the roster out of the lineup because of COVID you know it's not just a bunch of like fourth liners who you can just plug and play some other guy those are guys who have been making big contributions to the team so like who, who fills in for them? How, who, who gets the job done, especially knowing that Barkov may or may not be playing?
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's funny because they didn't place him on IR until, until Tuesday, uh, right before their game against the Senators, but it was retro to the last Tuesday. So they waited until the very last minute until he was actually a week um, into missing games. So the, I mean, of course they did it for the roster spot. They brought up Alexi Huppeniemi, a former uh, second round uh, pick for the Panthers to place into Ryan Lomberg's spot into the lineup. But they're there, even though they had a really rough night at the office on Tuesday against the Ottawa Senators, their AHL affiliate was very impressive where they won 11 to one against the, Rochester, right. yeah, against the <laughs> Rochester Americans uh, <laughs> just the other day. I mean, that affiliate is combined with the Seattle Kraken affiliate, so not all the goals were scored by uh, Panthers prospects. Some, some, some of them were um, f- were uh, scored by uh, Seattle. But it, it, if if they're if some of them are being brought up and they have this much momentum um, with with from what they had in the minors, it could be beneficial for them. But hey. Mm-hmm. It's a different this is a different speed that they'd be going against mm-hmm. in the NA, at the NHL level. And before Tuesday's game against Ottawa, it's like, do not sleep on these senators. They <laughs> won four out of five. And mm-hmm. look what happened. And yes. same thing with the Los Angeles Kings. They take the the Tampa Bay Lightning into overtime on the road, a, a very tough environment mm-hmm. to play in Amelie Arena. And it, this could be the very same thing when they come into Sunrise, Florida.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's been, so I feel like looking at the Kings' schedule lately, all of the games where I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be terrible. Like they're going to, they're going to lose it. Like there's no way they're going to pull out a win have been the games that they've won. Like they beat Edmonton. They beat the wild. uh, They beat the Dallas stars who were really hot at the time Uh, taking Tampa to overtime. Like that was a winnable game for the Kings. They shouldn't have been, been in overtime. They gave up two leads throughout the game. Uh, so they they kind of blew that one a little bit. Uh, there was also a missed call in overtime that led directly to the Tampa Bay winning goal, but I'm not mad about that or anything. Um, but the the, and the games that I thought that they should have won easily, they got shut out by the Vancouver Canucks. So I feel like every time I think this team is going to do well, they do poorly. So I'm, I'm going to go into this game with the attitude of kind of like what you said of St. Louis of like, this is a team playing shorthanded. They feel like they've got something to prove now. Uh, So I'm giving the edge to Florida, but I'm thinking like reverse psychology here. Like maybe the Kings are going to pull it out because they, you know, are coming in confident. They're probably mad about the fact that they lost to Tampa. Uh, I think they've lost to Tampa in Tampa, like nine years in a row or something. So yeah, (laughs) it's always like catastrophic. I feel like this road trip is always even when the Panthers have been not good I feel like the Kings still find a way to lose to them there
1: (laughs) and don't get too discouraged about being shut out by the Vancouver Canucks because (laughs) what they have done ever since bringing Bruce Boudreau in they it's just wild. <laughs> just on Tuesday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was asleep in the middle of the game. I found out the next morning they were down three nothing, and then they come back and win. And I'm just like, yes. oh my god! Yeah. And I still look at the standings in the Pacific <laughs> and see how far behind they are, despite a five game mm-hmm. losing streak. So they dug themselves that much into the yeah. hole. So yeah, it, it, it's it's nuts how even I mean. Vancouver had to clean house. There was just... Yeah. So... There was
0: no no way around it.
1: hmm And I, I'm looking at the Canucks uh, schedule again, and I saw that that was the very first game of yeah. the Bruce Boudreaux area. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like as soon as they fired everybody, I, Kings fans are looking at that game like, oh, we're not going to win. It's the, it's the new coach bump. Like, it's the... you know the, I've been called the Bruce Boudreaux bump of he comes in, everyone's pumped up, like players are excited... I mean, the, you saw the kind of the same thing happen in Chicago after they uh, got rid of Jeremy Colleton, and now they've actually been looking decent under uh, their new coach. And you're like, what? What? You're the same guys. Like, nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. But now you look like you actually know what you're doing. So I, now we can't write off Vancouver anymore, I guess. Our old nemesis, Bruce Rougeau, is here to <laughs> mess it all up for us.
1: Mm-hmm. they could play they could play a bit of spoiler but making the playoffs i would no. i wouldn't i wouldn't sweat it but no. <laughs> i mean speaking of chicago they won again um, um yeah they defeated the washington capitals by a final score of five to four i believe that was overtime yes it was an it was an overtime game so the, the run that the year, this, year. <laughs> it, this is this is a weird year i mean we've had we've had four different coaching changes Three yeah. of them firings one of them resignation with mm-hmm. the Florida Panthers and uh coach Quenville so there was there there's been a lot of uh I, I at least on the top of my head I don't remember there being a time where there's been four yeah um coaching changes before Christmas
0: yeah and like all the front office changes like Montreal and it's just a weird year just weird I'm always glad when it's not my team in the middle of all the drama um, and then I think that and then Brendan Lee you goes and bites someone bring it full mm-hmm. circle <laughs> <laughs>
1: for, for for sure and I mean some you'll have some weird storyline in, in in some type of game I mean last year the biggest storyline in game was the whole Tom Wilson and mm-hmm. New York Rangers mm-hmm. I, I, I mean at least on the ice stories and then I remember I I, especially especially last year. Last year it was a because these divisions were so separated, I felt like a lot of the more of the games that I watched were more that were not Florida Panther games were just strictly in division and I wasn't watching really much of any out of division Mm -hmm. team. Yeah. So I remember when that whole situation happened with Tom Wilson and Artemi Panarin and Pavel Bushnevich. Mm-hmm. I remember I made sure, 100% sure that uh-huh. I was going to tune into that na- that very, that yep. it was nationally televised. I, mm-hmm. I, I was going to see the repercussions yeah. of it. And my yeah. goodness, what a It person. was a mess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's teams now that I'm like, because I didn't see them at all last year. I watched them. I'm like, who are all you guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How'd you get there?
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy what the these teams are doing with the flat cap, which mm-hmm. it's only going to raise a million next year, according to according to some of the reporters from the Board of Governors uh, meetings, not a lot, but some some teams could benefit at, at least the teams mm-hmm. that have a lot of cap space. I mean, the Kings, according to their cat friendly page, have 23 million in cap space next year. So they're going to really benefit um, definitely yeah. for uh for next year for sure so uh, i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see i'm excited to see this king's team it's not only this year but next as they mm-hmm. make that big jump um some of their early round picks are going to make their way into the nhl level and hey some of those players who kind of went through hell and back for mm-hmm. the la kings with the with winning a cup rebuilding mm-hmm. and then maybe they could Maybe yeah. back to relevance maybe
0: yeah we deserve nice things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely but <laughs> all right well this is gonna be it for this edition of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast and the locked on Los Angeles Kings crossover edition. After this one, the Florida Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings won't be meeting again until March at let, let me let me repeat it for my listeners. It's going to be called the crypto dot com arena and i see sarah shaking her head i hate it i
0: hate it it's so gross it's so gross (laughs) someone even made the point on another show that i was talking to that was like they didn't even like the deal was made in like actual human cash dollars like if you're making a deal to rename the thing crypto whatever nonsense arena you didn't even buy the name with bitcoin or whatever like
1: doesn't make sense eh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's what, horrible. It's always going to be Staples Center.
1: Yep, especially with three teams uh, playing yeah. there, the the legacy and mm-hmm. how many historic events have happened there. Um, I remember Michael Jackson's uh, funeral service was there mm-hmm. as well. That was a big event. Yeah, as well there. So, it's yeah. still Staples Center. So,
0: <laughs> good luck to them. But no, no one's going to call it crypto, whatever.
1: For sure. <laughs> So for my listeners, uh, tell them where they can find you and your work online.
0: Sure. Uh, So I'm on Twitter at right said Sarah. It's W R I T E said Sarah with an H Uh, locked on Kings is, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts and uh, at locked on LA Kings on Twitter. Um, If you're into world juniors and prospects at all, I'm going to be talking with Chris Peters coming up soon, uh, focusing on Kings prospects, but hopefully getting just sort of an overview of world juniors in general. Um, if you're into prospects, it's like the your favorite time of year. Um, and then if you're into writing or reading things, reading words on pages, uh, you can find my writing over at Hockey Royalty. And of course, like we mentioned, Wednesdays on Locked on NHL, uh, where Jess Belmasto and I talk all about Western Conference News.
1: Yeah. And if and if you're and if you're following Locked on NHL, you'll he- you hear that familiar voice on this show. But if you're not, definitely subscribed where <laughs> many many, many talented people on this network of great hockey minds just come together and just talk about the, the league as a whole. And Sarah is one of those many, many talented uh, people mm-hmm. on, on this network and for the locked on Los Angeles Kings listeners, they can follow me on Twitter at monoman12 and follow the show account at LO underscore L eight Panthers. And yeah, give me a follow where I talk uh, not only, uh, florida panthers hockey you'll you'll hear me you'll see me uh tweet about my beloved miami dolphins unfortunately so you'll you'll see that but anyways (laughs) thank you for uh joining me sarah and i hope to connect with you back later in march
0: yeah with the uh, crypto whatever game
1: (laughs) (laughs) for sure